Hi, I'm Angela Snyder, your host. I'm a former lawyer turned stay-at-home mom turned personal development junkie. And I truly believe that we're not just meant to go through life, we're meant to grow through life. So often the daily grind dictates our every move and I'm here to help you disrupt the pattern and wake up to yourself to remember what lights you up. To use Glennon Doyle's genius and heroic analogy, I'm here to wake you up to the freaking cheetah inside of you. I believe we are all meant for more, for a truer understanding, deeper conversations, and more intimate, soulful connections, and a truly deep relationship with ourselves. We are worth the investment of time and energy to reconnect with our souls and to rediscover our deepest intentions in this life. It all goes so fast, time's going to pass by whether we are actively participating or not. So why not grab a hold of the wheel and take control of your destiny? So give yourself permission to dive deep and do this work because I promise you are worth it and you won't regret it. Hello, hello, my beautiful friends. I am super excited to share with you today's episode. I know I say that every week, but let me just tell you, I honestly am genuinely excited every single week. But this episode is extra special. It's a bonus episode dropping in the middle of the Rediscovering Me mini series. And that's because I think this topic is so important. If you are a woman living in today's society, this is a must listen for you. We have Alexis Amato joining us today, and she is the queen of confidence herself, and she's here to share with us ways that we can cultivate genuine, authentic self-confidence. In a world that seems like it is structured to destroy our self-confidence and our feeling of self-worth, this topic is so important, especially now. um, And it's definitely a message that I really wanted to share with each and every one of you. And this conversation is especially near and dear to my heart because we also touch on how to cultivate self-confidence in our kids and for all of you moms out there I know that this is something that really plagues us as moms like when we see our children begin to you know act in a way where we can see that they might be suffering in the confidence area it just breaks your heart like no other right so learning tips and tricks to help our children cultivate self-confidence is super important to me um, and it's so funny because after we had this conversation i swear the universe was just completely guiding me i don't ever do this i picked up a book i know that sounds crazy i don't ever do this and then i picked up a book but you know your girl falls asleep when she tries to read and i picked up a book and it was all about how to cultivate self-confidence in kids and so make sure that you listen to the end because I did add in some of that information um, at the end of the episode so you have that as a tool for for you as well if you are a mom and you are looking for specific ways to help out your kids in that area. So without further ado, I'm going to switch it over to the conversation with Alexis. This was seriously so much fun. Um, I hope you guys love it just as much as I do. Hi, 
Alexis. Thank you so much for being here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Oh my gosh, you guys, we are here with Alexis Amato from Manifest with Alexis. She is a mindset and confidence coach, and she's going to share with us today all of her juicy tidbits about self-confidence and how we can regain self-confidence later in life and all of those good things. So I'm just so excited to share your wisdom with my listeners today. Thank you again for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey with self-confidence? Have you always just been this like glowing self-confident woman or have you ever struggled? Yeah, I actually used to struggle a lot, to be honest with you. I, so when, um, and I go into this a lot too on my podcast, but when I was in my late teens and early twenties, I actually did a lot of drugs. And so, you know, with doing drugs, when to me, like when a teenager starts doing them or something, it's because they're trying to either like hide who they are or they have gone through a situation in my, um, in my case, I went through a, tra a trauma that is way too long to talk about here, but, you know, I went through a trauma and that was kind of like my trigger point of where I started, you know, going downhill. And I think that with doing stuff like that, I really became this like total insecure person where I hid behind, um, drinking and drugs and just trying to feel better about myself. And don't get me wrong. I am a mindset coach and I fully believe in plant-based medicine. Um, anything that is plant-based, but anything that's like beyond that chemically based, um, is the stuff that I'm talking about that I don't mm -hmm. feel is good for you. Um, but I was a really, really depressed child when I was young to the point that I, stopped going to school and my parents ended up putting me in homeschool um, because I was so insecure being at school. I was bullied. Um, the trauma had hit me a little too much, um, just like normal things that a lot of teenage girls go through. And um, to me, like looking back, it was a very cliche scenario because I feel like a lot of people go through that in their teens. Um, you know, you either become like the really like um, excited teen who you like loved your high school and like those are like the best years of your life or you are the one who, you know, you hated high school, you did all that and that was me. I hated high school. I hated everything about it. I didn't like the people. I thought people were mean um, and it made me so, so insecure I was also in a relationship for almost like eight or nine years on and off with my high school boyfriend slash sweetheart into my early twenties. And he was very emotionally abusive. And so that made me feel self-worth. And I really, after that relationship, I really had to like take a deep look at myself. You know, I was constantly being cheated on. I was constantly um, being told I like either didn't look good or I was fat or just like, like literally a teenage girl's worst nightmare. And so to answer your question, no, I used to, I used to be very depressed and very um, insecure. And my family didn't understand because they would be like, Alexis, you're so beautiful. You have a great body. You um, you know, you, you try so hard and you, I would be the girl who would be like, 
if somebody gave me a compliment, I would just be like, no, mm-hmm. I'm not pretty. Or I'd be like, stop lying or like something mm-hmm. like that. Like, I just didn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Although oddly enough, I did look in the mirror and think that I was pretty. I was like, I don't, you know, I, I think that I have things to offer, but I would have like this voice in my head telling me like, no, no, you're not worthy. You're not worthy. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's crazy. I was not expecting that. It's so crazy to see the way that you show up today, you know, on social media. Um, you're just so, you know, you seem so self-confident, so self-assured. So to think that like, those are things that even you have struggled with, um, it's really enlightening. And I think it can offer some people some hope, right? That there's a way to get out of it. And you experienced a lot of things that, um, you know, I've experienced, and I know that are very common in people's, um, history, like bullying. I, you know, the more I dig into this kind of thing, the more I see how pervasive bullying really was, especially when we were growing up. And you'd like to think that it's getting less now, but I don't know if that's the case, but you also hit on something really important there, which is like the inability to accept compliments. And I think that that's such a huge thing for women that like when somebody compliments us, we feel the need to like push it away. Oh, stop that, you know, or like, oh, hush, like, that's not true, you know? And I don't know why that is. It's crazy. Because society has made it feel that if we just simply say thank you, that we are conceited. Yes. Self-absorbed. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, she, she must think she's so great. Right. If she said thank you, but it's like, actually it's like a mindset tactic to accept Mm -hmm. compliments and say, thank you. Or I know. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) And it's hard. I have tried, you know, since I've started doing this work, it's, it's a hard practice. It's a hard habit to break. And it's a hard practice to start because it almost feels like when you just say thank you, it's like, Oh, you have to, I have to like cringe and wait for the moment to pass because it doesn't feel so natural yet. Hopefully you can help me and I can get to a point where it does feel (laughs) like a lot easier, but I think that's something that a lot of women, um, can relate to. Um, I wanted to ask you about self-confidence. I feel like it's kind of an odd thing to pinpoint that we're struggling with, you know, is it the kind of thing when you are working with your clients that people often know, okay, I'm struggling with self-confidence or does it show up as something else? And then when you do the digging, you realize, okay, there's like a a self-worth issue here. To me, I can, I can figure out if you don't have any self-worth in one conversation. So, um, I, I definitely think it's something that you can pinpoint. I think it's something that you do know of yourself. I think a lot of women are either over, like they compensate. You, you see it by them compensating in other ways. Mm. I see this a lot with moms, actually. Um, They will go through um, a point where, and I actually usually see it when the kids are like growing older, Mm -hmm. where it's like their social media is all about them and not all of a sudden like, they want to like have like attention on them and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I try to find out like when that happens, like where it's stemming from. Um, and what I find is that uh, a lot of women find that when their kids are younger, they're, and by the way, ladies, like, I'm not saying that you are like this. This is just an observation that I've had of clients of my own friends of my own. 
Um, but <laughs> Alexis doesn't know all. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but what I find is that when they are raising their children, all of their intention goes to their children. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually, even if their husband wants to give them the attention, they make the focus turn back to the children as well. So now all the, the focus on the children. So they're not getting attention from their children because they're giving their children the attention. Now their husbands are giving the children an attention. So when the children start getting older, they start realizing like, oh, I have the time now to have attention on myself. And they become very like, um, almost obsessed with like social media and needing to be seen and needing to like, they start dressing differently and that type of stuff because they were like so holed up on Mm -hmm. um, giving all of their attention to somebody else for so long. Absolutely. I can relate to that so much because as a mom, when all of your energy is going into someone else other than yourself, it can, there comes a point, at least there did for me, where that becomes very draining Mm -hmm. and it's not, um, it's not, excuse me, sustainable. At least it wasn't for me and it wasn't fulfilling either. Right. Even though like, of course I love spending time with my kids. That's not what I mean. But it's like when you're constantly just giving all of yourself and you're not leaving any time for you to like, you know, like beef up your own, whatever self-confidence or your routines or whatever it is that makes you feel good when you're not giving yourself the time and space to do that, you begin to almost get like resentful. Um, and it, it kind of brews in you, um, which is kind of like the whole thing that I'm doing right now. My own personal journey with this podcast and my coaching business is all focused on moms who have hit that point. Um, and I think it's the self-confidence is a funny It's like a funny theme to weave in here because for moms, I mean, when you become a mom, you have this identity shift and it doesn't matter what you were good at in life before that, what you were rocking out when you become a mom, it's like all of that doesn't matter anymore. And you are thrown into a situation where you don't know how to do any of the things breastfeeding is totally new to you figuring out like how to make this creature sleep or is that are they comfortable why are they pooping all this stuff you're thrown into this space where you don't know the right answer and it's it rocks you to your core because you are you're an adult and you've been accustomed to surviving very well in the world and you know how to do life and then you're thrown into this situation where you don't know how to do it and I think for a lot of women at least it was like this for me it completely rocked my self-confidence um, it completely took me down like a thousand pegs and, and made me realize, okay, I don't know what is going on here. And it's been hard. I will say it's been hard to rebuild from that. Do you have like any recommendations for, for moms who are like at that point and just feeling like, okay, at least they've recognized we want more self-confidence. How do we get it from here? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like really my job is to alleviate for my clients who are moms and who are struggling with that, how to gain your self-confidence in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've seen people who all of a sudden, like, you don't, it's like, they don't even have kids anymore. Like they go on the deep end and that's self-sabotaging, not only to yourself, but to your family. And so really like where I would personally start is on your, is 
first owning the fact that you are allowed as a woman to have confidence and to have a life outside of being a mom. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, um, I know that's something that's like, is a huge, huge struggle because, you know, even going on a vacation without your kids or something, you're constantly in this like guilt, um, feeling. And so really just owning the fact that you deserve and are worthy enough of time for yourself and that your children will thrive more when you are happy, joyful, compassionate, um, in a abundant state, etc. So I would start on a self-development journey and really start by, you know, uh, the great way, one quick shift is affirmations to me. Um, I put post-its up on my wall in my bathroom. Right now I'm kind of in like a, uh, I've been in a mindset, a bad mindset about my weight. I'm a little heavier than I've ever been. And um, to other people, they would be like, you look great, but it doesn't matter because to me, I know what I look like. Mm -hmm. So to try to shift my perception, I have my, you know, my post-its that say, you know, I am worthy of a body I love. I, no matter how that looks, I am deserving of, um, you know, looking and feeling great. And, you know, even Walt like sees those and then he'll like write a little affirmation for them too, which is super cute. But really like just going, one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite affirmations, uh, app or an app. Yeah. She has an app too. It's called affirmation ad uh, affirmation addict. And she has an Instagram too. She comes up with monthly, um, she comes up with monthly affirmations, weekly affirmations. She'll do daily affirmations, affirmations for healing affirmations for mom. She does like all kinds. And so usually I'll go and I'll pick ones for how I'm feeling. So like lately I've been having a lot of anxiety about my launch. And so, you know, you know, really just saying to yourself, because the things in your head, even though you're in your head, that is what you end up believing. And so you really need to shift your perception. So if you start saying the opposite out loud over and over and over again, and you start saying it on a daily basis, consistent basis, then here, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm looking yeah. at, I'm looking at Angela, I'm pointing to my head, you guys, Yeah, here in your head is where it will start resonating with you, mm-hmm. you know, and really starting to find out what you want because it's hard to be confident when you don't know why you're being confident. You know, what is it that you want to get out of this confidence? Do you want to grow your business? Do you want to just feel a certain way? And if you do want to feel that way, why? And just really like digging deep into, mm-hmm. into where you lost your confidence in the first place and just really owning it because you can't really move on until you have forgiven yourself, forgiven others. And that comes from a lot. That's like a whole nother conversation, but honestly, a lot of self-confidence and losing confidence is because you either have a lot of people to forgive in your life and Mm. you haven't allowed yourself to forgive them. And so you hold on to it. And when somebody has wronged you, what do you do? That's what makes you feel unworthy. So all of these little things that you just brush under the rug, brush under the rug and just don't talk to talk about, or you just stop talking to that friend, but you haven't actually like forgiven anything about any of the situations Mm. that, that just keeps pushing you down and down. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. I've never heard that in this, in the context of like 
self-confidence and self-love, but it makes so much sense, right? We hang on to those, to those like events mm-hmm. and those negative feelings. And like you said, even if we're not focusing on them every day, but we're pushing under the rug, it's still there. So do you, how do you suggest people get rid of some of that? Like, how do we go about, you know, forgiving for things that happened so long ago? How does that work? Uh. It is seriously like, I am not going to lie. It is an absolute process. I am still forgiving, um, people for things, forgiving myself for situations I put myself into things that I did when I was younger, because at the end of the day, the universe has given you a path or God, whoever you believe in a higher power has given you a path and you're supposed to be exactly where you are now. And some people concentrate way too much on where they should have been or where they could have been. Oh, well, if I didn't have, um, just as I'm saying this, a butterfly just went past my um, window, which is my universal sign. So I know I'm on the right path right now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. Um, but I don't remember where I was going. Yeah. You were, so you were just saying that it's just really hard to um, focus on forgiving It's yourself. hard to focus on, yeah, forgiveness. So some of the ways that I've done it is when, um, well, I've been in numerous coach, coaching programs, so mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Do you do a healing program at all? I have, I've invested in two of my own personal coaches right now. Um, and it's like my absolute favorite thing. I feel like I'm a serial, like you know, coach investor. I don't know what you would call that client. I can, I just, I don't see it stopping because that's where my biggest growth happens, but I am excited to hear about a healing program. Talk to me about it. Well, no, I actually, I don't do one. That's why I was asking. So I am not certified to do any sort of, you know, NLP or trauma work, but I have done it, you know, with myself and Mm -hmm. one common one, you've probably have possibly done this in one of your programs, but um, is like a cord cutting ceremony where have you done it before? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cord cutting is super, super cool, but I think you can actually find it on YouTube. You can find a cord cutting, uh, type of meditation Mm -hmm. ceremony if you want to go that route, but I've done it a few times with coaches. I've done it with manifestation, babe, which is awesome. Um, but basically you, one form of it. And I don't suggest to do this unless you are guided. So Mm -hmm. don't do this on your own, but really you get into a deep state of, um, being upset about the thing that happened with this person or whatever, and you make yourself hit rock bottom. So then your coach can help you heal from there Mm -hmm. and teach you how to, um, like when you start thinking about it, how to surpass it. And then you Mm -hmm. end up at the end, like cutting the cord and, um, do you forget about the situation right away? And you're like hypnotized and you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to think about that again. No, right. but honestly, from doing it repetitively, every time it gets less and less and less and less for me. Um, you know, one thing that had to do with self-confidence is, you know, obviously relationships. Like a lot of people are so, um, they become very unconfident because of their relationship, because mm-hmm. it's not the right relationship for them. They're, they don't want to admit that. And so they end up staying in this relationship that makes them feel like crap. And so that was me for a long time. Um, and I had to, you know, forgive myself for allowing myself to be in this relationship for so long. And also Mm -hmm. for, um, I had to forgive him. And that's still something that's very hard for me, but it gets better and easier every time. 
but really like becoming confident is all about like people just think it's like just standing up and um you know looking better and like feeling more secure but you really can't get there until you figure out what your blockages are and you work through all of that and that's really what it comes down to um in my blogger academy that i'm you know teaching most academies or most like anything that has to do with blogger or influencer it's all like courses and it's very surface level stuff and that's not how I gained my growth I gained my growth because I started manifesting my clients I started having a better mindset and not thinking that just because I have only you know almost 14,000 followers that oh I don't have 30,000 followers or 100,000 followers I can't you know get those collabs I started changing my mindset. So I have like two whole modules on mindset and confidence because mm. nobody else offers it. And I don't understand because to me, it comes hand in hand. Yeah. You know I mean, like becoming a blogger isn't just about a pretty page. It has so much more to do with that. Yeah. I love that so much. I, I mean, I just, that's part of the reason why I love you because you combine those the like the, you know, the mindset work um, and all of that stuff with your mission for you know for bloggers and i think it's so important the mindset work is honestly so important no matter what somebody is doing like to get that mindset clear first to get your mind in the right place first is going to amplify your success tenfold no matter what it is that you are up to right so i think that's really um so smart that you included that in your course and that's what's going to set you apart from like the other people in the field so that's mm -hmm. awesome um and one thing that you mentioned I mean, you mentioned so much there that I, I want to talk about, but one thing in particular was like the importance of your relationships. And I think it's so important who we surround ourselves with and, you know, like, and it relationships, yes, you know, our friendships, our relationships, but it also comes down to like who we who we're consuming, like, who are we following on social media? Who are we listening to? Um, you know, what books are we listening to? A podcast, all of those things, because all of that combined affect your mindset, right? And they can affect how you feel about yourself. So I just like, I have been on this major like community kick recently. And I just, that comment that you made really stuck out to me that like your relationships can truly affect your self-confidence. So I think yeah. that's something people need to be, need to be aware of. No, I love, I honestly love this subject about like what you consume. Mm. Um, I taught, I've taught this in one of my manifest classes before, because a lot of people that I see the women who are, you know, not confident, to be honest with you, a lot of the, the things that they're watching are things like Vanderpump Rules, The Real Housewives, all of that type of stuff. And they're like, I want to be them. When in actuality, all those women are unhappy, ungrateful, nothing is ever good enough for them. Like I, their friendships are awful. I don't want to be anything like those women. Yeah. Like, and so it's really like putting things into perspective mm -hmm. and seeing past surface level. And that to me, like, as soon as somebody kind of starts telling me the things that they watch or the people that they follow, I have like a really good perception of who they are. Yeah. Um, 
did I used to watch it? Oh my God, absolutely. Like, yeah. And I also used to be like, I'm not worthy enough because I don't own a private plane with little, right. I know Erica Jane now just had, I don't know if you uh, saw, there's a new Netflix special on the, it's called the housewife and the hustler. And it's about Erica Jane, who is, you know, was one of supposed to be the richest housewife on Beverly Hills. And they have now lost everything because her husband was stealing from all of their clients. So oh. it's like that puts things into perspective. So is that yeah. really like who you want to be? And not to mention many of the housewives have, um, have had, you know, financial issues and issues with like legalities. So, yeah. um, I made, when I was started myself journey with coaching a couple of years ago, I'd probably say maybe two and a half years ago, I no longer watch reality TV. So I don't watch anything. Um, sometimes when I'm feeling frisky I'll watch my favorite which is um Jersey Shore which is like the worst ever um and actually I have a funny manifest with that I used to watch Jersey Shore all the time and when I moved to Connecticut I literally manifested like a Jersey Shore family like I had the guy I fought with that I was like you know talking to on and off I had like um you know he was like one of my good friends but like we would fight all the time we had like the couple that was with us that fought all the time throwing things at each other we're all Italian like literally that's you get what you manifest. Yeah. You know? Um, so anyways, so I don't watch reality TV. I think things like the bachelor are a little different because it's like, they're finding love and a lot of things are about love and yes, there's gossip in it, but you're not following their life being like right. I want their life, you know right. what I mean? And so yeah. that's where it comes into play. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like starting to listen to self-development podcasts, like yours, of course, and mine, is like a huge, great way, easy way for girls to start their confidence too. But surrounding yourself with friends and I know that it's harder with your partner and relationships and stuff, but you can control the friendships that you have. Mm -hmm. And if you have a particular friend while you're listening to this, that there's somebody that comes to mind that's like, that person doesn't make me feel good when I'm around them. They make me feel like I'm, you know, always this or not, they're not supportive or they're always putting you down then that's the time to break away from that friendship because I promise you in the long run, you'll end up feeling better. And I've had to do that during my self-love journey to so many people. I had to realize that they weren't my friends. They were taking advantage of me or it just didn't make me feel good in my heart to be around them. Oh my gosh, girl. I just feel like so much of this is so important. It's been on my heart so much lately. Like this thing about friendships that feel good. Like, you know, that moment when you walk away from like a hangout or something and you feel one of two things, you either feel lit the heck up, like, oh my gosh, these people fill my heart and soul to the very brim. I love it so much. Or you're feeling like, Great. Oh, I don't know. Do you think like I came yeah. off? Okay. Do you think they liked this? Like I wasn't sure. And I just want to be the first one to say like, follow that feeling. If it's yeah. not making you feel a hundred percent lit up, it is not worth your time. Right? Exactly. Oh my gosh. And so, and the other really important thing here that I have to ask about is this relationship between social media and our self-confidence, because what, like what you're saying about watching, um, reality TV, I feel like it's kind of seeping into 
our social media now, right? Because we're following these, like for me, I spoke about this on one of my podcasts already, but like I was following all of these women and I don't know why, but they all live in Texas and they're all gorgeous. Like they, I don't know, they're teeny tiny bodies. They've got a million kids. Everybody is dressed alike in like white and beige and their home is gorgeous. There's like white fluffy rugs, not a drop of like crumbs anywhere. Like, I don't know how it's possible. And it just begins to make you feel less than, you know, and I constantly would like, I would, I would be spending time on social media and then I'm looking around my life and I'm like, ugh, you know, like this is not, one is not like the other here. Like what is going on? And, and when I started this whole journey, I actually started a new Instagram and I'm not following any of those people. And I have like, it's now healing or healing. Instagram is a place of like healing and love and expansion for me. And it feels so good. And it's like, I'm surrounding myself with women who are doing the things that I want to be doing. And instead of making me feel bad, I feel empowered and like totally lit up and psyched and like, I don't know. So I guess this is just like a weird plug for have some awareness about what you're consuming, right? And how it's making you feel at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I absolutely feel that because I mean, pretty much all of my clients who come to me for influencer related stuff, they are comparing themselves to other people. Like they'll be like, I want somebody like this page. I want somebody like this page, but you have to realize that you can't copy anyone. You can't copy someone else because that is what's not going to resonate with your audience. Mm -hmm. Your audience is going to resonate with you or, you know, the people that you are around when you are unique to yourself. And I think too often people compare themselves to what is a highlight reel. I am a blogger. I absolutely Mm -hmm. do a highlight reel. Do I talk about, you know, my struggles on my blog and stuff like that? Absolutely. If you listen to my podcast, I am an open book, but when you are looking at my feed, I mean, I'm not posting me crying in a corner because I, you know, didn't hit my number goal or, um, something like that. Like we're posting a highlight reel for the most Mm -hmm. part. I do talk about a lot of real things on my, um, on my stories as well. Like I talk about, you know, things that are going on. I try to stay away from politics, but other than that, I, you know, we'll talk about things that are going on in the world, bullying, that type of stuff. So it's not all like amazing, Mm -hmm. but I will never forget the time that like, I went to a blogger's house who I used to be a fan of. I ended up going to their house and little do I know their house is like a complete mess and they just have like an area that they take pictures in that looks really good. So you never know, you know, you don't know what other people are going through. Yeah. Yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah. And so anyways, it's just like, you just, you just never, you just never know. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good point. Um, So just be careful out there with, with your social media accounts. So, you know, it sounds like self-confidence is something that can ebb and flow. At least that's what it feels like for me. There are some times where I can feel like really good and sometimes where I can feel not so good. So I'm just thinking about like what strategies people can use when they are feeling like they need a little bit of a boost. Um, You mentioned the affirmations, which is awesome. I think those are so great. Um, Is there anything else or any other like go-to techniques that you use just when you get a little boost? I know it's so like, like everyone (laughs) says this, but honestly, all of my gratitude exercises is exactly what helps me. 
because usually when you're not feeling good about yourself, it's because something either happened or, um, you know, like you lost a job or you are not feeling the, you know, your weight, like the right weight that you want, like you ate too much that day, or, um, I'm trying to think of things you want to be confident in. One of your kids told you, you know, I don't know they were mad at you or something. Mm -hmm. I know that is obviously a trigger point for moms and stuff like that is to really like do a full gratitude dump of everything that you're grateful for, but you have to do it with things that are surrounding you and within 24 hours, because a lot of people will do these exercises and what coaches don't tell them is with the gratitude is to be very specific with what you're grateful for. So like, to me, I would tell my clients, like, don't say things like, oh, I'm grateful for my mom. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for my family. You're talking about little things that you're going to be training your brain to be grateful for all the time. Because Mm -hmm. once you are grateful for the little things, then the big things become so much more abundant to you. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if I'm sitting here and I'm upset about something like, I don't know, um, Walt and I don't fight that much, but let's say i me and Walt got into a fight or something. I would be like super upset. I would start brain dumping and I would be like, my end goal is going to be Walt and me being grateful for Walt. But I would start with being like, I am so grateful for our beautiful four poster bed. I am grateful for um, the roses that are on my bed stand. I am grateful for um, this beautiful mirror that my grandmother gave me. I am grateful for all the purses that are hanging on. And I'm just literally looking at things Mm -hmm. in my room and I'm just doing a gratitude dump. And I literally will do it for five minutes and then I'll get into what I'm grateful for with Walt, but being specific. I'm not like, I'm grateful for Walt. It would be like, um, I am so grateful that he makes the bed for me in the morning. I am so grateful that today he gave me a kiss before he left. I am so grateful that, and you're starting to think, and it makes you start becoming happy because you're like, wow, holy shit. I have so many fucking things in my life. And here I am upset because, you know, like life is going to move on life, you know, it happened and it's time to like get yourself into a new state. There's a book called the power of now, which is actually kind of a very complicated and hard book to get through, but I've slowly been reading it throughout the year because it's very like, you have to really concentrate on it, Mm -hmm. but it's all about the fact that you will never be in a state of grief or unhappiness or anything if you are always present in the now. Because when something happens, it happens and it's over. And you are the one who allows yourself, you are the only one who allows yourself to sit and be upset about something. And you can never blame anybody for anything because you, no one makes you feel that way. You can't tell your husband, oh, you made me feel that way. Or my kid made me feel that way. You're making yourself feel that way. They said what they said, and you are allowing yourself to feel that way. If you choose to stay with your husband because he says things like that, or if you know, you choose to not address the fact that your child says things like that to you, instead of, you know, working on the problem, Mm -hmm. then whose fault is it really? It's yours. It's not anyone else's. And so really trying to, and this is one thing that women have a very hard time Mm, doing, me me, myself included, is just taking ownership for everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely everything. 
Yeah, I love that. That notion that you are the one who is in control of your feelings and what you are feeling at any given moment is so important to remember. You know, I think I read something once that a feeling like they've they've scientifically like mapped this or whatever it lasts like about 90 seconds anything after that you are choosing to remain in that feeling exactly so i think like it's important that you bring the conversation back to being at cause and really giving ourselves the ownership again like don't give away your control in these situations right you um you're in charge here so i think that's such a great a great point um my last question before you tell us all about your programs and stuff is about kids self-confidence is such a huge issue for kids um you know I, my oldest is eight and he's definitely at a point now where you know, you want him to be building like healthy self-confidence. Do you have any tips for anything that we can do to help our kids build a healthy self-confidence? Yeah, I would, you know, my mom was very supportive of me and anything that I did. So I think that being supportive of your kids will absolutely wear off as they are growing older. Mm -hmm. They will be supportive of others and they'll have that confidence knowing that their parents have their back in anything. But I also encourage parents to challenge their children in terms of, you know, um, starting to talk to them about mindset, because I think that that is something that is never shared. Mm -hmm. It's not taught in schools, which I still don't understand. Like, I feel like it should be in a complete subject, mm -hmm. but really teaching them that not to have a limited mindset, because mm -hmm. that's really where a lot of low confidence comes from with kids is that the, the parents are saying, you'll never be able to do that. You'll never be able to do that. Well, you better make a lot of money if you want to do that, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And if I'm making you feel bad because you do say these to your kids, who to anybody who's listening, I'm sorry, but you know, that is a really big limited mindset that I know like mm -hmm. our parents instilled on us and their parents instilled on them. Like my mom, my parents like when I told them I was going to be a coach and I wanted to start making, you know, multiple five figures months and all that, like they thought I was crazy, but here we are. And, um, don't get me wrong. They actually were very supportive, but had I told them this like 10 years ago, they would have been like, that's never going to happen. And, right. you know, even Walt's mom told me when I told her how much my program is, she was like, no one's going to buy that. And I'm just like, you know, that, that upset me a little bit, yeah. but at the same time, I'm like, you know, she is not in this realm of coaching. She has a completely different job. Like she's mm -hmm. not qualified to say something like that to me. And, you know, I could have just wallowed and cried and like canceled my program because she said that. And cause I was nervous about it, but mm -hmm. really just more, um, just knowing that I can do anything that I put my mind to mm -hmm. and not limiting your kids, not telling them that they can only do a certain thing or they're only going to make a certain amount. Um, you know, college is becoming a very, like now with my friends and their kids getting older, like college is becoming a very big topic because it's not as important these days mm -hmm. because I mean, I did go to college, um, but I'm doing something now that I had nothing to do with my degree. Right. Yeah. And, you know, my brother who's 17 is going through this right now and he doesn't know what he wants to do. Um, and so really like, I know I keep saying this, but like 
not having a limited mindset and like mm-hmm. knowing that there's so many possibilities for your child and letting them know that will help their confidence so much more. Yeah, I totally agree. I think a growth mindset for the kids is so important and, and trying to instill that as best we can. So I really loved that. I love that tip. Thank you so much. And as far, I have to just say, like, I've been thinking about this a lot too, as far as your mother-in-law, I think like you and I are in this funny generational situation where our elders, right, our family members all grew up and we even grew up learning. You go to school, you get your education, you get a job with a big company, you get your pension, you retire, you have your retirement that comes from the company. Like that's a stable, happy life. And what you and I are setting out to do is very different from that. And so their fears then become our fear. You know, they're trying to keep us safe, of course, because they want us to have these other jobs, but it also is keeping us small, right? So I think like you and I are at this really, I'm going to call it an exciting turning point where we can change things for, for those that are going to come after us, right? And really try to just change the perception around how you make money and like what's a successful life can look like. And and I just think that that's interesting. So that's a side note. Um, I wanted to mention that, but tell us all about your programs and the amazing ways that we can work with you and where we can find you. I love that. And one last thing I just want to say is that I hear too often, like I'm a mom, I can't do that anymore. Like ladies, you can do anything you want to do. It doesn't matter how many kids you have. It doesn't matter anything. I have seen crazy, crazy businesses come from people that have six kids. So you stop blaming anything else. And if you want to be confident, if you want to start a business, if you want to do anything, you can absolutely do that. You deserve it. You're worthy enough for it. And just stop making excuses for it. So, okay, yes. I'm, done. I'm done with the confidence speech. Yes, mic drop. Uh, that was great. I love it. <laughs> um, so I offer mindset and confidence coaching for typically online business entrepreneurs. Women entrepreneurs are the ones who flock to me the most. Um, I actually do have a couple of male clients, but mostly women entrepreneurs. And I offer one-on-one coaching for two-month program. So it's one, um, one hourly session with me a week for two months. Or you can do a 90-minute intensive with me, and um, that's just really like breaking down your barriers. Um, I do an audit of your business and like what's going on now, and we go come up with like a quick strategy for you moving forward. And then I am launching actually tonight, which is when we're filming this, uh, Wednesday the 30th. It's also National Social Media Day, which is crazy. Um, I am launching my um, Badass Blogger Academy. So if you do have any sort of business page or Instagram, Facebook that you want to learn how to grow it, make money from it. I am doing a two month program that I'm launching this evening, but I really feel like for confidence and stuff like that, it would be more of like the intensives and the one-on-one sessions with me. And you can find everything on at manifest with Alexis or www.manifestwithalexis.com. I just launched my website literally last night. It is such a crazy, everything has been such a whirlwind and um, I'm just so excited for what's up 
ahead for me. Oh my gosh, Thank girl. You. I'm excited for you too. Congratulations. Thank I am cheering you. for you so hard. Your launch is going to be. And amazing. I'll have you on my podcast soon. Oh my God. I can't wait. And I can't wait to just watch like all your success. It's so great. Thank you so, so much for your time today. I really Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. That conversation with Alexis was just so much fun. I really enjoyed it and I hope you did too. And I wanted to share with you the coolest thing that happened after we spoke. Of course, you know, I had self-confidence on the brain um, and I was really just left kind of thinking about all of the interesting things that we were talking about and how I would, you know, frame the conversation um, for for you all. And I picked up a book that I have honestly been reading on and off for a few months. It's called Mindset by Carol Dweck, PhD. Um, it's called, the full name is Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, How We Can Learn to Fulfill Our Potential by Carol S. Dweck, PhD. And it's something that I've been picking up and just reading sporadically here and there because I find it fascinating, but it's also, um, you know, hard for me to read for long periods of time if I'm totally honest because I usually end up falling asleep. But how crazy is it? I swear the universe like just wanted me to share this with you that I opened up this book last night right after our interview and I opened up to a page all about how to build self-confidence in kids. And I just have to read this to you because it's so important and it's exactly what we were talking about today. Carol says, if parents want to give their children a gift, the best thing they can do is to teach their children to love challenges, to be intrigued by mistakes, to enjoy effort, and to keep on learning. That way, their children don't have to be slaves of praise. They will have a lifelong way to build and repair their own confidence. Isn't that amazing? And she goes on to talk about how, you know, we're all just conditioned to praise our kids. And she doesn't say that we can't praise them. Instead, she says, we need to praise them as much as we want, but for growth-oriented processes. What they accomplished through practice, study, persistence, and good strategies. And ask about their work in a way that admires and appreciates their efforts and choices. So steering clear of saying things like, oh, you are such a talented artist. Or you're just so good at drawing, right? Instead, try to say things like, I like to see you concentrating and how interesting that you chose these colors. Tell me about that. She also did a really interesting experiment where she had this group of students and they were taught a math lesson. For half of the students, the teachers spoke about the mathematicians as geniuses who easily came up with their math discoveries. And this alone propelled the students into a fixed mindset. It sent the message that there are some people who are born smart in math and everything is easy for them. And then there are the rest of you. Whereas for the other half of students, they heard stories about the mathematicians as people who became passionate about math and, you know, worked hard at it and ended up making great discoveries. And for that group of students, the message was skills and achievement come through commitment and effort. 
And it's amazing, really, how she mentions, like, it's just amazing how kids sniff out these messages from our innocent, seemingly innocent remarks, right? She goes on to say that speed and perfection are the enemy in difficult learning. Um, sometimes, you know, if, if a student gets through something really quickly, she suggests that we say something like, oh, I guess that was too easy, you know, um, let's try something we can really learn from. Those are just some suggestions for from her. Another thing that she says is that, you know, as a society, we really try to boost children's self-esteem by protecting them from failure. And, you know, in the immediate sense, it feels safe. It, that feels like a good thing for us to do because we're protecting them. Um, but it really offers them like no understanding of how to recover or improve, you know, when a mistake is made. Uh, so she finally, you know, says that children really just need honest and constructive feedback. If they're protected from, from challenges and from, you know, constructive feedback, then they won't learn well. They are going to end up experiencing advice and coaching, even feedback, as negative and underwhelming. So withholding constructive criticism does not help children's confidence. In fact, it harms their future. And I think we can all, you know, at least most of the people in my age group, I think, can can call on certain circumstances where it seems like the kid's nowadays, if you could see me, I'm doing quote unquote, like they can't handle coaching or, or um, even constructive feedback in the same way that we could. Um, and I'm wondering if it's because of this trend in society to, to really coddle children and protect them from that type of relationship, right? Where, where like a coach or somebody else might be giving them um, constructive feedback. If we're trying to always protect them from something that could be felt as a negative experience, then they won't understand how to interact in those situations. So I just thought that was so interesting and so perfectly timed um, for this conversation. And I was super excited to share it with you guys. So again, that is from the book Mindset. Um, by Carol S. Dweck, PhD, and I highly recommend that you get it. The book is neat because it actually has, it offers, um, you know, help with parenting, business, school relationships, and just like how to best um, get your brain in a growth mindset, which I think is, is really important. So um, I hope you guys found this helpful. If you did, I would love, love, love it if you would take a screenshot of this and share it on your social media. Feel free to tag me, tag Alexis at Manifest with Alexis. Um, that would just make, it would make my heart so happy, first of all, but also it would just really help us get the message out about this episode and the, you know, the topic that we're trying to teach on here, which is so important, self-confidence. Um, and, or if you can think of anybody that might use, the, like could use this message, please send this along to them. Just send it right now. Hit share and send it to your best friend, anybody who needs to hear this. Um, it's definitely something that I think we all 
struggle with. It, it ebbs and flows, like I mentioned in the episode. And if we have these tactics or tools that we can utilize um, to help us in the moments where we're not having that that natural self-confidence that maybe the way we might like, then we'll all be a little bit better off. So thank you so much for spending your time with us today. It truly means the world to me. I'm so grateful for you. I would love it if, if you made this friendship like legit, legit and came over to Instagram find me over there. I'm at the.angela Snyder and I would absolutely love to connect with you there. Um, I also have a Facebook group for the listeners of this podcast. It's called the Gateway to Growth Insiders. I would love to see you there. If you have any takeaways from the episode that you would like to share or talk about, please go ahead and feel free to post there. Um, Other than that, I look forward to seeing you guys next week.